0: The Packers need some help on the edge. So where can they get it in this draft? Plus, what if the receiver board breaks wonky for them and we do a live mock draft? You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. To do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. it! Your team Pop. every day. Touchdown! Gas Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen of the day every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online everything you need in 2022 for all of your gambling needs bet online where the game starts where are we going to start today we start on the edge where i got through the the top 100ish pass rushing prospects over the weekend plowed through them watched the tape broke them down and tried to figure out where these guys fit where do they make sense and The interesting conclusion that I came to, perhaps interesting only to me, is I think there are only two guys who, for me, would be lock, definite, no doubt first-round players. Two, Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. Those are the only two. I know Trevon Walker is going to go in the top five in all likelihood. And Jermaine Johnson, the second, is probably going to go in the top 12. George Karloftis could go in the top 20. There are all of these players potentially projected to go in the first round. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it makes sense. Now, if you're the Packers, they probably have one of three or four players in mind. It's probably one of the four that I mentioned at the top. Hutchinson's not falling. Thibodeau, probably not falling. Walker, probably not falling. Karloftis is the name to keep an eye on. He's young. He gonna be a 21-year-old rookie. He tested well and... I think that you can see the upside there. He needs to get his body in a little bit better shape. I think he needs to get stronger in his upper body. And he needs to add a lot of polish to his game. But you understand the physical tools with him. If you're the Packers and you feel like you can get a receiver a little bit later, maybe he's the guy that you feel comfortable moving up for. I think if if we think about this idea of Green Bay moving up for an edge, as was proposed to me, I think that you understand okay then then there is this drop off and I see the drop off and I think it's it's pretty precipitous after the top guys even if you think there that that top tier is four instead of two then there's clearly a drop off to this next tier of guys and so at 53 there are, there are some potential players to be excited about there drake jackson nick benito are the names that I have sort of soft circled there I think you can find some pass rush value on day two. And the reason that I like that, you know, I wrote about this for the leap last week. When you look at the positions in the draft, historically speaking, if you want a pass rusher, you want them in the first round, there's still pretty good track record of bucketing these guys correctly in the second. You can still find very good players in the second round and the Packers, they don't need to take... That super home run swing because they they made it and they hit on it with Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary is like could be a defensive player of the year candidate sooner than later. And you have Preston Smith who you just signed to a long term extension. Now, it is isn't a long term extension that could easily be a one or a two year deal, but he's probably going to be here for at least two more years in all likelihood. So you need a nice third pass rusher. Now this dovetails with our discussion last week about do you want to chase ceiling or floor? I think it's it's not about that so much as understanding with the needs on this team and where they need to be prioritized. You have a third pass rusher or receiver, safety, interior offensive line which you can get later in the draft. I I I'm ordering The pressing nature of the needs, receiver safety edge. Incorporating value of position, incorporating current roster construction, that's how I would order them, which means it's okay to wait. I think it's okay to wait on a potential pass rusher. Now, do you you want to wait too long? No, probably not. But that's the beauty of having two picks in the second round is you get to have multiple potential bites at the apple so when you have two second round picks two top 60 picks that makes it a lot easier to look at these guys and say okay well i don't have to press at 28 i don't have to press at even at 53 understanding that there are these guys that that could be available later now there are also some guys that i think are going to go in the first round that I don't think are first-round players. Guys like Arnold W. Cady, I don't think that's a first-round player. Uh, and so, when, but but I, like I said, I don't like really any of these edge guys outside of the, the top guys in terms of where they're slotting in. Now, I think you could talk yourself into someone like David Ojabo. Uh, if he falls, could he fall the 53? Yeah. Now, this brings up an interesting question. We talked about this in the Free Leap newsletter today. How are you going to value someone who is not going to play for you this year? And I think the Packers need to value them lower than maybe other teams just because most rookies are bad. But there's a difference between throwing away a rookie season because a guy is not very good and is only playing 30-40% of the snaps. And someone who literally cannot get on the field. Injuries can set back development in meaningful ways. And... That's just a week of training camp, two weeks of training camp, an exhibition game. Now think an entire season. Think about how Jordan Love would have benefited from more reps his first year as a rookie. Not just getting out on the field, practice reps. Just practice reps. And then those game reps are even more valuable. To lose that, you're basically starting over in 2023 with a guy who now is going to be bad. And you're trying to work into the role that he could have had as a rookie. So again, I look at these these players, and I'm looking at just my list here. Aiden Hutchinson at the top, Kayvon Thibodeau, Trevon, Trevon Walker at 30, but he's not gonna he's not gonna get there. I have Karloftis, like low 40s with the Jobo, and Jermaine Johnson is late 40s. Demarvin Leal at 50. Now we're talking about guys that that could be borderline first round first round players, Arnold Katie, Jermaine Johnson, that I don't think are locks for me to be first round prospects. And in, and in case, in fact, none of those guys are. So when when you look at the shape of the draft, I think that gives us a clear understanding of where the value is, at least in my eyes. Now, are the Packers going to feel the same way? I don't know. I don't know. But if if we believe this idea that the Packers ideal and this was you know proposed to me by someone purporting to know um, that there there is this scenario where the Packers would like to move up for a pass rusher. Well, that suggests that the guys that that they think are going to be there at 22 or 28 are not going to be quality guys. That's why you move up. You move up for Darnell Savage because you don't think the guy that you want is going to be there. You move up for J.R. Alexander because he's not going to fall to the end of the first round. You move up for Jordan Love because, well, I don't know why you move up for Jordan Love, but you understand the point here. (laughs) That, That would be why you would do something like that. I have landed on, I think, the value for Green Bay at edge, also relative to the other concerns on this team, Lead me to believe that the best course of action for the Packers for targeting pass rushers is on day two. Now, the exception here is my guy, Travis Jones, who I think is the best interior defender in this class ahead of Jordan Davis. Yes, I said it ahead of Jordan Davis. I think he can offer you enough pass rush upside that maybe you worry a little bit less about that edge guy because you're now you're getting some more interior juice. I think he can be the best pass rushing nose tackle in in the league, not named Kenny Clark. And if you're going to let Kenny Clark play a little bit more three tech, then all of a sudden, now you've got two guys on the interior who can not only eat blocks, but push the pocket and create havoc on the interior. That's really useful. Now, there are very few of those guys. I think just this one. Jordan Davis not going to make it to 22 or 28 in all likelihood either. And Jordan Davis has some pass rush upside to be sure. So, unless you can get one of those guys or the guys that I mentioned, unless, you know, if Kevon Thibodeau falls to to 22, yeah, take that guy. 100% take that guy. But he's, let's be honest, he's probably not going to be there. So, the Packers have to plan accordingly. We are going to talk about the receiver board falling wonky because we're doing a locked-on mock draft exercise. And in that exercise, guess what? The receiver board broke wonky. So I was in a bad position. I want to talk more about it when we get there. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the start of Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, live betting, playoffs, esports, all kinds of great stuff. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So. What happens if in 2022, the receiver board breaks like it did in 2020, where Packer fans and Packers media and people like me who study this stuff are going, okay, Brandon Ayuk goes at 25 right before the Packers are about to pick and you go, okay, well, I still really like Michael Pittman and I still really like T. Higgins, but I, I know the Packers probably aren't going to, but just take Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman has turned into a very good player in Indianapolis and would be easily the best. I don't want to say it easily, he would be the best receiver on this team right now. Skill sets are a little um redundant with Alan Lazard. They're both big body guys. I think Alan Lazard again could be closer to what we've seen from Michael Pittman if he were given the opportunity, if he were given number one receiver targets that's probably not going to happen. You probably don't want that to happen. He's just not that guy and that's okay. Not everyone is that guy. So we could be in that position again where we're watching this going okay. There are a couple receivers on the board, but they're probably not the guys that Green Bay is going to is going to love and or they're not they're not going to pick. They're just not as interested in picking. So when we did our, I don't want to give away too much and I'm not going to tell you eventually who I picked because that would sort of defeat the purpose. But we did a locked on mock draft and all this content is going to come out the week of the draft. A lot of good stuff. Keep an eye out for it. Garrett Wilson gone. Drake London gone. Chris Olave gone. Traylon Burke's gone. Jamison Williams gone. All guys I would have happily picked at 22. And when you don't have that opportunity. Now you're going, okay, what's the deal? And remember, I don't like the edge class. So I'm not, I'm not thrilled with taking George Carl this there. I don't, I don't like the value there. Now green Bay might. And I, I, I would understand that pick if they made it now. I happen to think that Travis Jones at 22 is not too rich. And so maybe you just make that pick and you you go ahead with, with whatever is available at 28. I made a trade. I traded down. Again, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil it. But what makes the position that they're in so advantageous is even if those five guys, the big five, are gone. Jahan Dotson, who I don't love, George Pickens, Christian Watson, they can't all go. They can't all go. Sky Moore, Alec Pierce, they can't all go. Now, I know we said this in 2020, and it turned out they couldn't all go, but the Packers didn't like what was available when they picked, at least for them. There were actually two players, apparently, according to to reporting, that they did like. They just didn't like them as much as Jordan Love. Third rail issue, I understand. The difference this year is two first round picks, two second round picks. So if you think Travis Jones is the best player at 22 and and that you're going to get one of those players later, like if you leave the first round with Travis Jones and George Pickens, that is a home run first round to me. A home run, even if George Pickens is not ready to be your alpha one in 2022, by the way, he might be. But he, he certainly has a chance to do that by 2023 and 2024. If you can get one of those guys who has that alpha number one upside, you have done your job with this draft. And there's still going to be these good players in the second round. The Jalen Tolberts and the Alec Pierces and the Khalil Shakirs, like they are going to be available The Packers have so many picks that even if the board breaks weird for them at the top, they're still going to have so many options when it comes to what they do at 28, what they do at 53. I mean, think about this. The Seahawks have 40 and 41. Let's just say, for instance, they take A receiver at nine. Then, okay, they have this nice 40 and 41. 20 for 40 and 41, maybe in some stuff. And now you have 22 that goes out. You're going to have, still have 28. And now you're going to have four picks between 40 and 60. Four picks, including two back-to-back. 40 and 41 where you're probably going to get guys that you had either first round grades or borderline first round grades on. That's a really good outcome for Green Bay who needs some some cheap talent on a team that is already in some, some salary cap issues. That's a great position to be in because you have that extra first in your back pocket. And if you need to reach a little bit, fine. But hey, look. 28, not that far from 40. Only again, only so many guys can be picked. So I happen to think more receivers or more quarterbacks are going to go off the board than were than went off the board in this lockdown mock. I think, I think they're you're going to see three in the first round at least. I think Pickett, Willis, Ritter are going to go in the first. And I think Matt Corral has a chance to sneak into the first. Push the guys down. I think you're going to see. Four edge guys go before Green Bay picks at 22, at least three, but probably at least, but I think minimum four, honestly. I think Hutch, Thibodeau, Walker, and and Triple J are all going well before Green Bay picks, like in the top 15. And then you're looking at that Karloftis tier could be there at 22. Who are the guys then that that you get excited about at twenty two, if it's not a receiver. Look again. I, Travis Jones is worth it. Do you like the safeties enough? Daxton Hill, Lewis, seen. I really like those guys. They're really good. If you leave the first round with Daxton Hill and George Pickens, that's a great. That's a great first round. That's a great first round. So the options, the optionality. That Green Bay has because of all of these picks puts them in the advantageous position so that if this goes off the rails a little bit, they have so much maneuverability to be able to, if they want to move up. I mean, Jake Morley, our buddy proposed, what about moving up for Garrett Wilson? I don't think they're going to do that, but what about moving up? What about moving up? I wouldn't, but what about if you, let's say Drake London, who's going to test here in a couple days? He, he, he goes out and he runs four or five flat and he jumps 40 inches and broads 11 and has a six, nine, three cone. He might go in the top 10 if he does that, but and let's say he falls to 15. You have so many picks to trade up for someone that you like. Maybe between now and then the asking price for DK Metcalf comes down. Maybe between now and then. The 49ers get really, really drunk and are just like, you know what, Debo, not interested. The Packers have the, the ammunition for that. They have the, I, I look, I understand the cynicism from fans. The, oh, they're going to take a defensive tackle and a, and a guard in the first round. And they might. I don't think they will, but they might. Even then, even then they have 3 picks on day 2. 2 in the top 60 and one more at 92 to add useful players. to add really good players. and i know now that the 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 opposite of this is now true where it's become trendy to say oh, i actually would really like it if they picked a defensive tackle or a linebacker just bolster this defense. no, no, no. you don't have to be a hipster about it either. that's silliness. But if you pick good players, like picking good players is always the right thing to do. If you pick good players and you make your team better, that's always good. That doesn't make a good process. If the Packers take a linebacker and a defensive tackle, even if it's Travis Jones, that's not good process. And I love Travis Jones. Like if they take, if they take uh, N'Kobe Dean and Travis Jones, that will not be good process. Now, they're not going to take Dean. They're not going to take a linebacker. But if they, you know, like, look, if they took Daxton Hill and Travis Jones, you have a potential future starter at safety, a guy who's going to come in right away and play snaps for you. You've got Jones, who is a potential stud interior defensive player. and, And I don't use that, you know, sparingly. It's pretty good. And you leave day two with Alec Pierce and... Jalen Tolbert, like, yeah, cool. Did you get an alpha number one? No, but you made your team better and you still have options. Julio Jones is still out there. Will Fuller is still out there. The trade market is still available to you. Tyler Lockett could be available in June. That's what makes the position the Packers are in so advantageous. I know I've used that word a lot, but it's also, I think, one of the reasons why you look at the betting odds, the Packers over-under on BetOnline is still 11 Ten and a half, depending on what day you look at it. The Packers are still the obvious favorites in the NFC North. They're still among the favorites in the NFC, even with this enormous hole at receiver. And one of the reasons for that is they have so many ways that they can address it. That I think. The people who know things in the desert. It's not that they know things in this case they just know Green Bay has flexibility they know the the kind of options and they assume something is going to happen something is going to occur that the Packers are going to make occur that improves the team such that they now are this viable team in the NFC and I think you know as I've said over and over, they are a potential Super Bowl contender if things break right if they stay if they stay healthy right now. With Alan Lazard as their number one receiver. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So now we just get to have some fun. Which is, is tr- what we try to do around here every day. All right, we're going to do a live mock draft coming up after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And this weekend, I enjoyed very much the Masters. But I had a really bad thing happen to me. I ran out of Bilt bars. It was a sad day when I opened my cabinet and realized, oh my gosh, I don't have anything. I don't have this thing that, that I rely on so often for sustenance that also tastes so delicious. That is what separates Bilt bar. Not only is it good for you, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in calories, tastes delicious, covered in 100% chocolate. The flavors are out of control. The Built Puffs, uh, Cinnamon Churro, Coconut Marshmallow, Banana Cream Pie. We're talking protein-infused marshmallows. And, and the basic flavors, awesome. Mint Brownie, White cho- white Chocolate Cookies and Cream. Are you serious? And they taste, mm, they taste so good. Try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available on all platforms. So here we are. We are going to do a mock draft using the Pro Football Focus Simulator People complain that I only use the draft network. I like to go back and forth because I think it it helps us get a, a, a feel for some of the different kinds of players people think are going to be available. Okay, so here we are. This this situation, this very situation that we discussed. Drake London off the board. Garrett Wilson off the board. Chris Olave off the board. Jamison Williams off the board. Traylon Burks off the board. He goes off right in front of Green Bay. So best available for the Packers right now, Bernard Raymond, who I don't, not interested in, he's an old, I think the Packers might be, but I don't think they're going to take a tackle. Devontae Wyatt, that's a no. Nicobe Dean, that's a no. Tyler Linderbaum, that's a no. Sam Howell, that's a no. David Ojabo, no thank you. Andrew Bruce Jr., corner. Then you're talking about Louis Cene, Daxton Hill. Travis Jones, this is skin tough. No, no receivers here. So, here's what we're gonna do. It's it's time to be seen, to see and be seen. Now, this is gonna illustrate my point. Seen at 22, the interim players that were picked. Dean went, Wyatt went. Kaira Lam, the cornerback from Florida, Andrew Booth, the corner from Clemson, and Linderbaum. You know who's still on the board? A lot of receivers. Jahan Dotson, if you liked him, I don't. But if you liked him. George Pickens, still on the board. Jalen Tolbert, still on the board. Christian Watson, still on the board. Justin Watts, Justin Ross, excuse me, still on the board. I'm taking George Pickens. And I'm I'm so happy about it. Leaving the first round with Lewis seen and George Pickens, great. That's great. Now, PFF has him 57th. Don't care. I don't. I have him 29th. So I'm getting good value. I have him as a late first round player. If I'm getting that guy at 28. I feel really good about it. And my board's not done. He could, he could move up the board. My, I've got a lot of open space on this board that I can move some guys up. Now I've got two Georgia Bulldogs on my team. And I'm feeling really good. Now I can just sort of let it all come to me. And bang, see, Nick Benito here at 53. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I will take Nick Benito very much. Thank you. I think the Packers are going to be interested in some smaller um, pass rushers. They were able to do it in LA. They were able to do it um, with with the Chargers. I think that they can make this work. Now, for the Packers on the board, Brian Osamoa, linebacker from Oklahoma. Kingsley Enigbare from South Carolina. Abraham Lucas from Washington State. A couple other linebackers. I, I wonder. I wonder how the Packers will value linebacker. I don't see them, you know, really, really valuing it here. So that makes some of these these options interesting. I could go with another receiver like Alec Pierce. See, I have a lot of options. We just talked about this. I have a lot of options. And so I think if we're looking looking for guys that, that fit the mold, I think Jalen Tolbert is an underrated guy in this draft. And I know that, I, well, I think that I can get someone at 92 that's going to give me some speed. And that's what makes this interesting. That's what makes this fun. So... The the thing is is I I don't I don't necessarily want to go receiver here, but I don't know that there's a lot of options for me other than that that I really like given the position that that uh the Packers are in and given the the players that have already been picked and have already come off the board. So I am going to take, <laughs> I'm gonna take Jalen Tolbert. And feel again, feel very good about it feel very good about it. I think he's a really good football player. And I think I think he can be, this goes back to our point about congruency. I think he can be a two. I don't know about a one, a true one. But I think he can be a two. And if you think George Pickens can be a true one, and I do. You've got your one in Pickens. You've got your two in Tolbert. You've got your slot in Amari Rodgers. That's the future of this football team. You want to pay Alan Lazard? Great. You have more options. I think that all works for you. So now I've got I've got the I've got the foundation. I've got the foundation for my offense. All right, 92. Do I want to take an offensive lineman? I I probably do. There are a couple guys here. You know, there's some tackles, Callan Deach from Arizona State, uh, Zach Tom from Wake Forest. Those are guys who are are big. I think they fit athletically what you're looking for if you're the Packers. I think that makes the most sense to try and get. I, I wanted to to try and get. Mm, we could go with Rucker, the 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 tight end from from Ohio State. I think that would make some sense in this spot. Kate Otten from Washington, I think, could make some sense in this spot. So I'm gonna go. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I I think that there is a a case to be made that what you want is some some always you want to take offensive lineman when you can so let's do that let's take Deitch and that's my draft I like it it's a, I don't i am probably football focus probably not going to love it but I like it and okay so scene, Pickens Benito Tolbert Deitch safety receiver edge receiver tackle and he can play guard if you want probably so feel really good about how that played out for the Packers in this scenario. And again, this speaks to the flexibility that this team has. A lot of picks, a lot of options, and I'm, I'm getting really excited for what we're gonna see. I'm, I'm really, really excited to see Brian Gutekinds have all these selections and to see how Packer fans inevitably get mad about the players that were and were not selected. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. We're gonna have a lot more this week week on Locked on Packers. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up with a Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.